Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Monday, March 7th. And I know Tom and his daughter Rose are, are listening. And Tom, I will get to everything you asked me to look at. I'll look at them in the algo and um, trend spider. I'll look at the charts for you. Um, but essentially, there is a lot to go over this morning. So I'm not sure I'm going to get to every one of your stock picks, but I promise on Twitter, I absolutely will. So the big news of the, the, the weekend was that uh, Warren Buffett put $5 billion into Occidental Petroleum. And I said, okay. I'm going to buy this thing, blah, 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 this morning. Uh, I was up. I was ready to buy it at $60 at about 5, 530. Uh, well, I found out Fidelity limits my trading to 7 a.m. is their uh, first trades. So I'm not actually um, considered a special buyer, but uh, I do have pre-market ability. I bought in at 63 today. I posted a weekly chart on Twitter to show you that uh, the the highs back in like 2015 or so in Occidental Petroleum has been with every other energy company where it's down, but uh, it, it's in the 80s. And again, if it, this goes from 63 to 80 in the next couple of weeks, which with oil, it, it seems like it actually could, um, I, I, I wouldn't be upset. I'm not upset that I chased it at 63. Um, right now it's trading at 61.50. Uh, which was my initial, ironically, that was my initial buy. Um, and, and it just chased it up because I think everybody who had uh, buying uh, ability at seven o'clock bought it. And I think you'll see that at 930 as well. Um, my guess is all of these energy stocks will most likely start seeing huge pops uh, at open at 930. Like my parents, they don't have the ability to trade after hours. Um, they just haven't enabled that. A lot of people don't know how to enable that with their brokers. So I do see that popping um, at, at 9.30. And, and again, if you want to read the, the article, I posted it on Twitter. It's on at CNBC. Um, uh, essentially, Warren Buffett said the CEO is running things really well. He got in there um, and he made a $5 billion purchase. On the opposite side, Carl Icahn got out of his Occidental Petroleum. And all of his uh, director appointments actually uh, are stepping down as well. So that's enough on Occidental Petroleum. Um, there, there's a lot here. And the other thing that I was looking at Friday, um, United Health, Carter Worth of uh, Worth Charting, I think is is his name on uh, Twitter. But he did a chart on Friday, and I will post this as well. It's a weekly chart going back to March 2012, um, and he compared UNH, which is United Healthcare, against uh, Alphabet and Apple. And if you, I had to guess, and I said, "Hey, in 2012, 
I would have been perfectly fine buying Apple and, and, and Google, assuming that they outperform the market tremendously. I would not have guessed that United Healthcare actually beats both of them. Um, and it's a very defensive play in times of inflation because healthcare and, and um, things like that, they, they tend to not uh, react as bad as tech with rising interest rates, um, inflation, those kinds of things. So I, I do think United Healthcare, UNH, is probably one that I'm going to be putting in as well. Um, so it very well, and, and by the way, UNH beats the XLV. So if you think diversifying yourself and, and, and you know, making sure uh, UNH is the one that's driving ULV, uh, but there's a, a larger portion of ULV that's actually dragging that, that down. So UNH, I think it's got a good, uh, a good, um, uh, let's look at their PE ratio, just so I'm, I'm aware of it. Their PE ratio is 27. Um, so it's a little high, but uh, you know, their 52 week high, they, they hit in December at 509. They're trading at 498 today. That's a sector that probably today is not going to get a whole lot of uh, views. So um, my guess is you could pick that up around 450 or so uh, in the coming days, uh, just in case it, it comes back down that 27 PE. Uh, again, I don't think you're bad in buying this one. It's got a good yield at 1.16. So that's a good one. Uh, our, in fact, our favorite S&P for the dividend, uh, Devon Energy, is soaring today with every other energy name. Um, it closed at 59. Again, if you bought it uh, below 60, you're at 60, around 61.60, 61.70 today. In pre-market, should be a good pop for that one. Uh, commodities are just going crazy. Um, you know, the, the, the ones that, uh, kind of I'm trading. So Tom had brought these up corn, uh, wheat, palladium, P A L L, uh, wheat, by the way, the ETF is W E A T corn is C O R N. Uh, UCO is just, UCO is killing it. I, I remember two weeks ago, I said, hey, trade this one, don't own it, don't hold on to it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this one got up to 196 today in pre-market. Uh, we were looking at this one, I believe in the 70s or 80s when I first um, kind of mentioned it and said, hey, trade it, um, you're, you're okay with this one. Uh, SCO, I didn't see it coming down. I said UCO, as long as the barrel, the price of oil is going up, UCO is a great one. Uh, boil is one we've discussed before as well. That's natural gas. Um, boil closed at 44. It's going to open up at 47, which is almost a 10% move in pre-market. Um, so you're, you're looking at all of these things. It, again, one of the things that, that I had heard about was, um, hey, uh, the, the oil refiners in this country don't necessarily want to turn on the spigot because they like higher oil prices because they're going to pass the the, the, the winnings uh, of their gains onto their shareholders. Um, you know, the, the, the administration isn't going to sanction or isn't going to fund anybody for additional drilling. Um, they want uh, renewable energy. Um, the only other way to, when they get Russia out of the, the, the oil system, if they do do a, um, and kind of stop buying Russian oil is to get more from Iran, 
or Venezuela, which politically are not good options. Um, so an oil met last week and within, uh, I think it was lasted three minutes, their meeting. <clears throat> and that was including reading the, the, the preamble and then, you know, post capping and blah, blah, blah. It was three minutes and they said, yeah, we're not going to drill anymore. So um, oil, it's just, it's probably unstoppable at this point. And, and what you could be looking at is a 1970s style uh, in stagflation event here that's going on, um, which would not be good for the markets. But again, there's certain sectors of the market that, <clears throat> that it will probably be good for. But as long as you're going down in, in, in uh, the, the major tech companies, that's going to be bring the indices down. That's going to bring people's 401ks down. That's going to bring all of your ETFs down because ETFs are just spread across the market. So um, pick, remember how I said your, your portfolio is 40-40-20. The 40% that, that's buy and hold for me has been taking a huge hit. And I'm not, my portfolio is not gaining in net worth. Um, you know, don't be mistaken. My portfolio is losing big, big money, but those can high conviction plays that I like, uh, they'll come back, you know, at, at certain times that they'll, they'll be fine. I'm not using this money to pay my rent. I'm not using this money to uh, buy food. If you are, you shouldn't be, have that money in the market. That's not something that you should be putting in the market and investing. You're, the, the, the money you live on, you should have a, 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 a one month, two month, six month, 12 month kind of plan, uh, a five year plan, a 10 year plan, and a 15 year plan. Um, you know, make sure that you're, you're spending wisely, make sure you're, you're allocating your, your resources wisely but you should not have money in the market that you're going to pay for next month's rent. That's just uh, crazy in my mind. Um, okay. Uh, I did sell. So everyone is aware. And I think I put this out on Twitter, but <clears throat> I did sell all of my ARC funds that were in my tax advantaged plans. Uh, I had our significant ARC funds in my IRA, my Roth and my HSA. All of them are gone. Uh, I will be putting those to work today, probably in energy sectors. Um, I will most likely, the reason I did this, um, you know, just full disclosure, my HSA went from being worth $14,000 down to $7,000. And I just couldn't stand it anymore. I couldn't sit there and watch it. Um, one of the reasons was, and, and Josh Brown on, on the halftime report when Kathy Wood was um, interviewed last week, I believe, said it perfectly was, hey, your, your, your entire ETF, the ARC ETFs are about innovation. She's doubled down on DraftKings. She's doubled down on Teladoc. Tell me where the innovation is because every hospital that I go to, whether they use Teladoc or not, they're doing um, uh, video doctor visits. Uh, and Teladoc is is the three that I go to is not the one that they're using. Um, they're using either a competitor or developing their own because it's not that hard to develop your own. Um, DraftKings is essentially a bookie. I've been betting on an European website with an app uh, for the last, I'd say 15 years. Uh, GT.bets, I believe, is the, the 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 website. I usually do it in football. It's stored in my um in my thing. I, I don't quite remember it, but I think it's GTBets, GT.bets, uh, AU or something like that. I don't know exactly know what it is. If if you're interested in it, let me know. I'll put, post it out on Twitter. 
I think I get some referral fees on that one. So, <clears throat> but I, I bet on that website. Uh, DraftKings doesn't necessarily interest me. It's costing them somewhere near a thousand dollars to bring on new players. Um, it's a long-term play. I completely understand that. Um, they are the leaders in, in that crew. I do own DraftKings. I am way down on my DraftKings, but go back. I couldn't take the losses on my arc. So I still hold them in my taxed brokerage account. Uh, I have significant gains in those because I've been in them for so long. I have gone down 50% from the highs. Um, it, it hurts a little bit less knowing that I have gains in those. So I can hold on to those. I can most likely what I'll probably do is get out of them, but I need to be a little bit more strategic in getting out of those because of tax issues. Um, so what are we looking at today? Today, energy. I think Chevron, Exxon, Devon, uh, uh, Oxy. Let's see where Oxy is right now. I'm gonna obsess over this. Oxy's at $60. I bought it at 63. So I'm down $3 per share. Eh, big deal, 5%. What is that, 5%? Yeah, it's about 5%. So um, I'm not too worried about it. I think that 930 pop will allow me to, if I wanna get out of it, I can get out of it. Uh, probably for a little bit of gain, I'll wait for a little pop down, wait for the stuff to die down. Probably shouldn't have chased it. Uh, UNH, uh, I think UNH, buy this one. Uh, I think you could probably, I haven't, let's check out UNH in the algorithm. And this, again, this can be a long podcast today. Um, UNH in the, the algorithm, do the strategy tester. Wow, the weekly just looks awesome in this one. Um, you broke the 200 day at the COVID lows, and that was the only time it's using that 50 day in the weekly um, as support. And it's just keeping running. It just hasn't broken it. But UNH dipped down. We would have been in February 28th at 465. Today it's trading at 498. So 465 to 498. You've had significant runs on this one. You've had one loss. Um, performance chart over a thousand candles, a 41% gain in the algorithm, a 78% gain for buying and holding. So what that tells me is this one has just been going up and up and up. Um, of 28 position in a thousand candles, 13% were wins, 15% uh, were losses. Uh, I think this one has more room to run. Uh, again, it uses that even in a four hour chart. I'll, I'll post this one up on Twitter uh, and the Medium blog, but it's using that 200 day to just bounce also, off of. Um, it, it's, not, it's not going down. It's got great candles. This one looks positive. The last trade was a 3% gain. You probably could have gotten out of it even early with some indications of the nine going down below the 21. So. Um, it just broke through uh, back right before the February 28th buy. It broke through the 200 day, but quickly regained it above it. So again, UNH is a great one. <clears throat> um, the S&P Road and Rail Index, that was part of what was uh, Carter Worth's thing as well. Um, this one has taken off. If you look at Warren Buffett, I th there's one railroad that he owns that he said will be the greatest investment in his history. 
Um, I have to look that one up. I will look it up, but if you just Google S&P, S&P Road and Rail Index, you can probably get it. I won't take up much time, uh, but I did read an article this weekend that Warren Buffett thinks that that's, and for anybody thinking, Warren Buffett is a boomer, he doesn't know what he's talking about, blah, blah, blah. This is probably one of the greatest investors of our time, um, and he's long-term. And when you look at Kathy Woods over the last um, five, I think it's a five-year term or 10-year term, Warren Buffett beats her. And he's doing it with plays like Occidental Petroleum, like Bank of America, you know, 2008, I, I followed Warren Buffett into Bank of America. Um, I doubled down on my Apple when he said, yeah, Apple, we're gonna double down on our Apple. Um, the guy just, when you buy and hold and, and you, you just look at it from a long-term perspective, uh, and he did tell CNBC this morning, uh, he bought Occidental Petroleum because he read from cover to cover their most recent um, earning statement. And he said the new CEO woman, I, I forget her name, is running things just extremely well. And this is a guy who understands companies, understands balance sheets, understands exactly where it's going. So I think that's a good buy. Um, it, it, you know, it, again, it's Occidental Petroleum. If we're looking to play a earnings this week, Ulta Beauty is one. Um, it's funny because Tom had messaged me that I guess Kramer recommended a um, to stay away from a, a, a stock uh, and it's popping in pre-hours. But Ulta Beauty is one that he's a believer in. Uh, I have gotten burned several times on uh, Jim Kramer. Uh, suggestions specifically paypal and american equal um those have just been horrible horrible calls on his part so ulta beauty is one that if we drag this volume level up we're kind of consolidating between 350 and 380 it looks like in this um it's trading we would be in this february 28th at 371 but it seems to have lost some of its 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 luster here. It's trading at 367. I think this one they they might have some bad news. Um, this is one that's reporting Thursday. It's not cheap. He believes it could pop. Um, let's see, Ulta. Let's look at their PE. Their PE ratio is 23. I don't know that I'd necessarily play this one. Um, definitely looks like over the last. Uh, it's going to open up at 366. It closed at around 366. Looks like it popped up. Um, it popped up. It looks like on Friday or no, that's Wednesday to 393. And it's just been in a downturn ever since. Um, it, it's kind of consolidating here at about 366 on a five minute chart, five day. So I don't necessarily know that that's a great one, but I figured I would pop that in. DocuSign is on Thursday. Um, that's one that has been just obliterated. Um, their 52-week high is 314 back in August. Um, their 52-week low is 100, which was just hit on 224. Uh, looks like they might break through uh, 100 today they're down at 101 is where they closed but their bid and ask are about $100.33 this is one that's losing money DocuSign is crazy good 
Um, their their PE price to sales is probably a little bit high. Um, I don't know if we look at the algorithm. Let's look at their algorithm. Um, this is one that probably you would have done better in the algorithm than uh, buying and holding. Yeah, significant um, because you've got this huge gap here from 161 to 225 um, that was created back on December 3rd, right around an earnings event, I believe. Yeah, it was an earnings event. They've got an earnings event coming up on Thursday, uh, March 10th. They are currently in a slide. Um, we would be in this one. Uh, or no, no, I'm sorry. Friday, um, <clears throat> March 4th, we would have gotten out with a loss. So you've consistently lost on this one. Um, you would be out of it now. It might, it, it's significantly oversold. There might be good news in the earnings. Um, they might continue to say bad news about things. Who knows? Um, but it, it's an earnings play that is, it, to me, sounds a little interesting. I'll continue to look at this one. If it does break below the 52-week highs, the RSI right now is at 31. Um, I'm sorry, 30. Uh, the, the BBKC squeeze is in the green, which means it's, it looks like a buy may be coming up. Um, the MACD is just flat all the way, uh, all the way down on this slide. So... I don't know that it necessarily looks too interesting right now, but with earnings coming up, that gap up there, um, the 50-day and the 200, again, if you're trading the trend, uh, this is not one that you would want because the trend is completely down on this one. Uh, so uh, I think that's an opportunity. Oxy, DocuSign, I'm looking through my notes, UHH, UNH, um, uh, S&P Railroad Index. I think that's everything that I wanted to talk about. Oh, one other one. Booking holdings. This is an interesting one. Just to tell you how uh, BKNG is the symbol. Um, how things can turn around quickly. Uh, booking holdings two weeks ago hit its 52-week high. And if I drag our volume slider over and we look at this one. Uh, February 16th, it hit its 52-week uh, high. Let me go into Active Trader Pro, UKNG, and look at this one. The PE is crazy. The PE is 70. This is just one that's nuts. 52-week high, December or February 16th, um, was $2,715. Its 52-week low was just on Friday at 1963. Um, this is one in the algorithm we're completely out of. That MACD is just so far down. It is completely oversold. Um, the RSI is at 26. Uh, this isn't one where we'd be in on the BBKC squeeze, um, but it's trading down even further. It's going to trade down below. Its bid is 1955, which is going to beat Friday's 52-week uh, low. The PE is just too high. Um, this is one that, that's a reopen play. Uh, I I think this is uh, the one, you know, the if I were to play a reopen play, I'd find one cheaper. But this is just, a, I, I wrote this one down because the chart is just so ugly. I'll post it. Um, it's not one that I would go into 
they made $28 per share, but that PE ratio is just too big. Um, their, their earnings are coming up. There's no catalyst coming up on this one other than quote unquote reopen. But I think there's better reopen plays um, than this one. Gold miners, GDX is one that I wrote down. Um, GDX is gold, I think, believe, yeah, it's a VanX gold miners ETF. Um, this is earnings per share, 37. Their PE ratio is 0.47. They closed at 37.40 on uh, Friday, and there will open up uh, slightly up about 1% at 38. Um, let's look at the uh, algorithm on TrendSpider. Um, GDX is one that if you're playing gold, I think this is a better option than gold. You would be in since February 2nd at $30 and you're up to 37. So you're up, you know, 20 something percent uh, in a, a month. Um, it's a, this is a solid one. The The actual performance chart is in the, the algorithm, it's 14%. Buy and hold is 36%. And the reason is it is taken off. Um, as Russia started to go in, you know, the, the whole thing, gold just took off and, and the gold miner CTF it again took off as well so uh I, I i see continued support in this one just because gold will probably continue to go up um the volume chart is suggesting around 34 or 35 might be a support level for this one but you did have the golden cross on february 22nd of the 50 day up over the 200 day um if you're trading the trend this is one where you trade the trend and, and look at this one there's a volume shelf that is forming at 34 35 it's currently up at 37 there's a volume shelf created around 37 so i i don't think you'd be bad at buying that one but again um they're they're this is one that is crazy uh the etf is just it's it's nuts so i think you've got again if i'm trading today i'm trading corn uco Wheat, W-E-A-T, P-A-L-L, and Boil. Um, Oxy's one I bought. Oxy's one, if I see a pop over 63 um, at, at open, I will probably sell it because I think I could probably buy it back at 60 or so. Um, Oxy looks like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of collapsing at about that $60 range. It keeps bumping up to 62, 60, um, you know, 61, 62. So if I do see a pop in this one, which I completely do expect uh, over the day, I'll, I'll kind of get into this one. One other one that, that kind of has crossed and it's in the, the meme kind of stock thing um, is, is Bed Bath & Beyond. It's up 40, 70% right now. Let's see, it closed at, uh, it closed at 16. It's at 30 now, so it's up almost 100% at this point. Um, and the reason is Ryan Cohen of, uh, he made his money in Chewy. He was Chewy founder, but he's also somebody who uh, got into GameStop. And when he got into GameStop, GameStop ran from like, I think 11, $20 all the way up to 400. And he, over the weekend, he took a huge stake, um, or last week he took a huge stake in Bed Bath & Beyond. And he's calling for um, board seats. He's calling for a change in the business. He wants them to break out their, I think the store's called Baby Something. Um, but that's a big winner for Bed Bath & Beyond. 
their most recent earnings, uh, they lost $4 per share. This is a losing stock. It's not something that's making money. Um, they have a decent online business that they could completely break out. So essentially what he's doing is he's trying to take over this business and probably going to break it up or come up with some type of strategy to uh, for the online business to be more of that kind of quote unquote go forward business, uh, reducing costs, reducing uh, overhead. And, and and there's hope that this one uh, is a quote unquote takeover target as well. They could sell baby business, they could sell the e-commerce business, they could you know sell their, their uh, completely closed down their brick and mortar business and reduce their cost. There's a lot of opportunity here. Him going in there is excitement for the stock. I think those quote unquote uh, GameStop apes are probably moving in uh, and and probably driving this this up. Again, when I started talking about this, it was 28, 29, it's at $30 right now. I completely expect this to continue to go up. Uh, I don't know that there's any short interest in this. I think there was short interest in this. I don't think you're seeing a, a short squeeze, but I think you're more seeing uh, this one uh, roll in. Oh, one other thing, my favorite stock, Apple, and I'm not getting rid of Apple. Apple is down. Um, one of the pieces that I saw was that if Apple goes down to the traditional S&P um, multiple of 17, and again, remember multiple, Today, the S&P is trading about 19. There's a key level at 4,200. We're at 43 right now. If we go down to 4,200 and we break those lows, then there could be some additional pain involved. At 4,200, there, um, there probably is, you're in correction territory um, and you're probably moving. I think it was bear market under 4,200 or so. There's certain key levels that move us from a um, correction to a bear market. But with Apple, what you've got is if you do trade down to the 17 multiple level, you're at about $140 a stock. I don't expect it to get down that low, but right now you are trading um, at 162. I believe it got down below 160 earlier. Um, I, if you don't have a position in Apple in that 40% of your portfolio that's buy and hold, I, I would suggest going, uh, starting it. Yes, in the after hours, it looked like it got down to about 158. So it has broken that 160 level. In order for the S&P to go down to that 4200 level that everybody thinks we're going to, Apple's going to need to come down. So if you're thinking about buying Apple, if you're thinking about starting a position, Again, remember how I told you, buy in 10%, buy in 10%, buy in 10%, um, and continue dollar cost averaging your way down. The PE multiple right now is 27. Uh, some people think, hey, Apple's not necessarily growing, they're just buying back stock, there's different uh, categories. If they, they do have an earnings, the, the reason why I'm telling you is, is that it's not an earnings, but it's an event. And this could be a catalyst. Um, there's rumors that they're gonna announce their VR uh, headset. I don't think it's coming out this time. Uh, they will have a new Apple uh, iPhone SE that will be 5G compatible, uh, or capable, I should say. And 5G is probably not a significant driver of that phone. It's a low cost phone. It doesn't have the cameras of the 13 Pro, um, but it does 
consider this could be an upgrade cycle for people who want 5G. Um, I know my phone company, which is, uh, who do I have? Um, United Online, I, I think is who I have. Something online. If you're interested, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot it out. I think I pay $12 a month for an 18 gig plan. It's not unlimited. I don't use unlimited. Um, it's on the Verizon network. So it, I get essentially the same coverage as anybody who's paying $80 a month or $70 a month on Verizon. Uh, I do have a referral fee on that one. I will post that one out because uh, I, do, I do know that I get a referral fee on that. Um, but I will post that out if you sign up. It, it's a fantastic plan. Um, I, I actually like it. The only time where I'm ever limited in the, uh, the usage on my cell phone is when I'm in a stadium or a large crowd, um, which, you know, during COVID, I was not at all. Um, and when the towers overwhelmed, the Verizon uh, in-host customers, meaning Verizon actual customers, get priority over the MVNO customers like me. So I think it's United Online. I'll look it up. I'll, I'll post it on Twitter. Um, but... This week's event could be a catalyst for Apple, and that's my point, is right now it's down. I think if you can get that under 160, I think you absolutely nibble a little bit larger on that one. Um, but build up your, your portfolio on that one. I'm not selling it anytime soon. I might take some profits on some um, just to kind of raise some cash because, again, I'm going more oil. Um, financials, just so you're aware, are way, way down. Um, they're significantly down. Bank of America was under $40 a share when I, when I last looked. Um, let's look at where it is at now. Bank of America is at um, trading at 40. Um, JP Morgan uh, is trading at uh, 132. Uh, Morgan Stanley, which I own at, at the 52 week highs at 109, wasn't a big buy, is at 84. These are all going down. Um, these are all financials that will benefit as the Fed starts raising rates, but they're significantly getting constrained. Um, Morgan Stanley's PE ratio is 10, 10.75. JP Morgan's is, uh, pulling that up now, 8.7. And Bank of America is uh, right at uh, 11. So you've got great opportunities in this market. Um, I Chase oil today. I think you're good chasing oil. Uh, like I said, I bought Oxy. Um, I'll probably buy more Exxon, probably more Chevron. Um, one of the, the the followers, the weekly pod, weekly stock pick, um, has uh, you know Chevron as his pick again this week. So you buy it beginning of the week should be up by the end of the week. So uh, if you have any questions for me, hit me up on Twitter. Sorry it's been so long, uh, the podcast, but we did have, I didn't go over specifics for Tom and Rose, but I promise I will go over those on uh, Twitter today. So take care, have fun, good luck.